The Paul Kuharski Podcast is a production of Vocal and is brought to you by Pickers Vodka, Tennessee's first craft vodka. It's music to your mouth. Scottsdale, Arizona, where we are in short sleeves. Well, he's wearing a jacket. Yeah. Unnecessarily with special guest star Jonathan Hutton of Midday 180 fame. He just did play-by-play of a guy making our guac at a Mexican Poorly. restaurant. Poorly. Poor play-by-play, but he, was, he, he took the challenge. Uh, PaulKuharski.com from Arizona. Welcome to the show. Uh, brought to you by Pickers Vodka, which is not available in Arizona. We are drinking vodka drinks. We will not show you the logo. We will do our best to drink this way so that you cannot see what is on the cup. Welcome, Hunter. What's up? We found a spot. This is our fourth try. And these people embraced us. Other people <laughs> were shunned. We were shunned. We were pushed away. This place was like, yeah, go ahead, upstairs, anything. Here's the Wi-Fi. Boom. Hello from Boston. I like everything about Boston except Bostonians. It is not noon here. What time is it? It it's only it's only one three, hour, three fifty here. It's only one hour oh, difference. Thank you. Also, I, I botched as I always do the time change. So I Facetimed this morning to try to talk to Simon and Teresa. Teresa answered it at her desk and said, "Why are you Facetiming me at work?" <laughs> I've, I've thought about that too. It's it I feels it feels much later than what it what it actually. Well, is. also we've got the bonus. Listen, uh, we've talked with you guys some about uh, trying to trying to up midday one eighty to four hours. Today, he and I were joking about reducing it to two hours because we've done two-hour shows the last <laughs> few days. Awesome. And it breezes right by. I mean, we're out of there in no time. So we're done at what? One o'clock yeah. local time. Titans back on the field tomorrow um, at the University of, I'm sorry, at Arizona State University. Um, we will do our part of Midday 180, and then we will be out there to greet people coming off the field and do some interviews. Uh, Otten's doing some Titans radio work this week uh, beyond what he normally does as he helps out. I'll be writing at paulkarski.com. We'll be talking about it all on Midday 180. Um, yeah, 3HL is upping to four hours, and we're going to reduce to two hours. Start that rumor. Go ahead with that, Ebola. Run with that. So this is a lovely uh, town square. Let's give you a little yeah. tour here. Look look at how beautiful it is. This is a uh, lovely building with ivy, and then down there you've got some horse statues and the Christmas tree. Um, it's very, very scenic. And there's, look, there's Jonathan Hunt. Fancy meeting you here. Um, nice a little of, town. A lot of people see me and think, oh, there's Chad Withrow. He made the trip. Yeah. We just, uh, now I, where do we got to go here? We just, uh, we just ate some. I'm getting Hutton off the screen in one. I really, I enjoyed the Logan Ryan show today, too. Yeah, Logan Ryan was great today. Um really good he's good every week what do we talk about today we talked about the concussion protocol yeah which uh he told us about um what was the most pro interesting voting. part of that pro bowl voting he and i are both surprised that the defensive backs voted on defensive backs as opposed to voting on receivers which we don't know if that's how they did it last year but i do know for a fact they did it that way in some years past um and we both think that kind of makes more sense you're getting ready for antonio brown and deandre hopkins Studying them and playing against them, yeah. especially for Logan. For, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's. I want facing... to know who he likes best out yeah. of those guys. Yeah, and instead we're finding out yeah. likes he's... Casey Hayward, Bouye, Ramsey, yeah, Eric Weddle are the four he mentioned uh, by name or indicated. Yeah, so, yeah but I, I, I want my if I'm a player and I have a contract that's based on a, a bonus for a, a Pro Bowl berth, 
if I'm Antonio Brown or, or A.J. Antonio Brown's a bad example because he's going to be a pro bowler. If I'm A.J. Green going up against DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins and others, I want the guy I'm facing week in and week out, especially twice a year, to vote for me uh, if, if I'm worthy of that vote. Logan said he didn't vote for, for fellow receivers. He only, only defensive guys. So they put together one team ballot, and it's up to every team to decide how they piece that ballot together. So uh, I think it's typically position groups voting for position groups is either you're voting for the guys you go against or you're voting for the guys who play your same position. We're surprised that they went uh, that direction. Is Bayard still a pro bowler? Somebody asked. I mean, I think he's had a hell of a year. Yeah, he is. The picks are condensed into that one small window, and a lot of them were gifts. But um, He's tied for the NFL lead in, in interceptions. Yeah, and, and if you're in a stat-producing position and you're at the top of the list at that stat-producing position between fans, other players, and coaches, you're going to do well. You can be sure Kevin Byard's getting votes from Cleveland, and what was the other game, the back-to-back uh, big games? What was right after, right before Cleveland, where he had the other three picks? Oh, was it? Or two, he had five picks in three weeks, five picks in two weeks. Yeah. Whatever it was, whoever those two teams are, you can guarantee you're voting for Kevin Byard. Uh, and those coaches, Ravens, uh, those Baltimore, coaches are yeah. voting. And, and he also had, I mean, he's had some fumble recoveries too, so I don't know if you if you add up all of the takeaways he's and turnovers. He's probably the tops in the league. Yeah, he would have to be. So, uh, Bayard's going to be a pro bowler for sure. This place has a great soundtrack. When I was getting my stuff and Hutt was ordering his drinks, Skate Away by Dire Straits was playing. That was just Age of the Innocence. Oh. The, uh, end of the innocence. The woman just asked if she could turn the volume down so we don't even need microphones. This place, you got to come here. Get on a plane. Guess what I heard last night three times? The River. Joni Mitchell? Your favorite Christmas uh, song. I would have cried. Where did you hear? Very sad. In the mall? At the mall, yeah. Did you guess that? It's on a loop. Hutton is at the I mall, mall looking at shirts and he pauses <laughs> and leans on the rack and kind of tears up a no, little bit. No, I thought bit. to myself, it's I would have never song. listened to this this song other than, than Paul Kaharski requesting it in a Christmas special. I we wish did. I had a river I could skate away. I, I want to show, I, sometimes I hold stuff up to the camera and it comes out really well and other times not so well, but I wanted to try. Uh, I was going to share this with everyone. I don't know if you could see it. Can you see that? Yeah, that's the postcard we're sending all of you. <laughs> see it? In Arizona, we're salting margaritas, not sidewalks. And there's no comment as to whether I've had one of these recently or not. But I did. Um, so, I don't, having, uh, so what is this Periscope here? That's Periscope. That's Facebook Live. I like, I like Periscope It's a lot easier to see. Yeah. Where's Hutton's PK gear? Uh, it's in the mail. It. It's in the mail. It's harder to see on this, and and the Facebook gets watched more later than the Periscope yeah. gets watched more. See, I watch live. you on Facebook normally, not yeah. Periscope. Facebook needs same, to improve that. Same video. Like the, Matt, the text, Matt, it's the very, text is it's very, very small. difficult to to see where you wrote Baltimore. I can see it, but right. you have to focus. So on that's the text. me all the time, especially if I'm in a bar like uh, at at Doghouse Saloon. I use a big table, so they're a little further away, and I have mm-hmm. to like get up like that to read it. Hutton looks happy. Hutton's a happy dude. What's not yeah. to be happy about? We're I'm never Arizona, bitter like Paul. Valley of the Sun. He offsets my bitterness. It's a yin and yang. Ask us any question. I'll give you the bitter answer, and he'll give you the pleasant, <laughs> the pleasant answer. I'm taking off that hat. But now my Alejandro. What's up, Mexico? Are we interested? This is a good question. Are we interested in seeing the play-by-play of Hutton on the guacamole maker, Leonardo? At a place called the Leonardo Mission. Leonardo was excellent. I was not good at the play-by-play. <laughs> it was I didn't fun, know the ingredients. Though, to try. Yeah, that's true. He was having a little trouble identifying. He would usually have that roster prepared in advance, <laughs> but I kind of made him do yeah, it. Yeah, had um, no depth chart. I, I think it's long, so I'm going to post it in. Um, I'm going to post it out on my site. 
and uh, make it free and everybody can come see it. Uh, no, not on the phone tomorrow. On the, uh, tomorrow's a normal post-practice day. So we'll talk to Mariota, we'll talk to Malarkey, and uh, it's not an open locker room because they're not dressing uh, at Arizona State. They don't have a locker room there, so they're going to be busing in and yeah. back dressed. So we'll have to ask a guy to linger or hopefully maybe a couple guys uh, catch their lift. I, I uh, imagine catch, catch it being workout. a lot like the Panthers treated training camp. Yeah. Where they they linger around for a bit for media. and Which isn't great. But, I mean, I think if we make a special request, uh, they'll make every effort to have a guy hang out. We're probably not getting him every day. Yeah. I won't be asking for Logan Ryan this week. We just got him. I got a question with him afterwards for something I'm working on. So um, let's talk about a couple of the things that we were talking about. Mariota being so bad. Uh, you know, some of it is definitely on him. Again, this is a major theme that we strike here all the time. It's not just one thing, right? Don't forget to get a pet rock for Kirby. That's pretty good. Hold on. Oh, we have some. Arizona rocks for Kirby. One which from I'm, you. I'm sure. One from me. Look, yeah. we got Kirby. I got Kirby this, this present. Look at that. Three million years old. Yeah. At least that's what we're going There's to tell There's a bucket him. of rocks right there. I think they go with the kindling in the fireplace. <laughs> so thank you for thinking of Kirby. And notice that we've had no engineering crises. We've been crises, on the air. On the air without interruption from how many thousands of miles away? 2,500 miles, yeah. 3,000 miles away. Brad Willis is no taking problem. care of us. Brad Willis getting it done. Kirby. Still love you, Kirby. So we're talking about Marcus. Um, everybody always wants to pinpoint one thing. Is it the play calling? Is it his ankle? Is it the pass protection? Yada, yada, yada. It, I always say it's, it's a mix of all those things. It would be easy to fix. But he certainly was a big part of what went wrong. I mean, his, he had the worst passer rating he's had this season by 13 points. Uh, you know, the first pick is on Matthews. But the second pick, he's throwing it right to a guy who's sinking into coverage. Who he's I not mean, accounting for. He's not seeing it. As bad as things were on Sunday, if he doesn't turn the football over, they win the game. Uh, as bad as the offense was, was looking through the majority of that, of that game against Arizona, if you don't have the interceptions in the second half, the Titans win that game as ugly as it was, and we'd be talking about an ugly win, even though a lot of players don't believe in that. An ugly win versus a terrible loss. And that's what it came down to were the two interceptions. And also, the second one was, was worse than the first. But the first interception is where you felt the tide turn, turn a bit, and you knew Arizona was in it. Here's the, the other thing. Uh, well, Derrick Henry didn't get enough playing time. I think we all agree on that. 13 snaps. Not 13 carries. 13 snaps. And Malarkey said they really had a good feeling about Murray based on the callback run. Well, the callback run, he said, was a legitimate holding call. So this great run off a holding call gets them to ride DeMarco Murray. Well, but I don't really like that. You had a good I rationale think, for I think why. they had to go small in that game. Phillip Supernon got hurt, and he was, he was out for maybe a, a series. Came back in for special teams work. I don't know how much he actually worked on offense after that. You have the snap count. Maybe. Lawan was out. Lawan got injured, so they used Dennis Kelly at left tackle. So your three tight end package was on the mend at that point. And I, I don't know the numbers on that, but I, I would almost guarantee Derrick Henry is a big part of the three tight end package whenever he rolls in there. So if that completely eliminated that part of the game plan, like Malarkey was saying, the knee injury to, to Marcus eliminated things for him in the run game, I think they went small. They went with DeMarco and gave him the bulk of the carries. Also, factoring right into that is the idea that Kelly, less good pass protector than Lawan. Supernaw's been in the mix there, and he's out. Yeah. Ke- uh, and whoever's playing that 
tight end spot isn't Kelly now because Kelly's playing tackle. So you have a few less good blockers. And so you can't give up the difference between Murray and Henry in blocking as part of that because you've already reduced your blocking talent at a couple spots. I think all those things are, are factors there, um, but doesn't solve everybody being pissed off that, that the handoffs are not going necessarily to the, the right back. Why not throw 50-50 balls to Davis that are inbounds like on a fourth and ten? I don't. I hated the fourth and ten play call. I think you're. No, I'm with you. Uh, I think if if a Dory cuts that route and it's like a three step slant, while it's not at the sticks, it's not at the line to gain. I think he outruns the defender that's trying to cover him, who's seven or eight yards off the line of scrimmage at the point of the the, the, the ball was snapped. But he's never he was, caught a pass in I know, the NFL. I know. And and he said he didn't work on it that week. Malarkey said, I believe he said that he worked on it. That it's in a, a package. It's in a. It's in a, a yeah, package of plays they have, where um, that are kind of emergency situation plays. So it's been worked on, but it wasn't in the rotation yeah. this week. But he should know it. But he wasn't. He wasn't fibbing when he said they didn't practice it this week. They didn't. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, it wasn't a good play for that that moment in the game. I didn't. I didn't like it. They they wanted to get the ball in a, a guy with with some speed. And I, I think I don't. Again, if he cuts that route a little bit shorter. I think he outruns the defender, actually yeah, makes the catch. space. One, one person said all the Titans routes seem to be crossing routes. I don't agree with that. I, don't, I think sometimes they don't do enough crossing routes. I mean, I think that's a good way to get quick throws into somebody's hands and give them a go. A lot of Delaney's work is that way. Yeah, well, Delaney's also going down that seam as much, I feel like, as he's coming across. But have we seen... Decker, Taylor, Matthews. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, th- yeah. things do break inside. I'll give you that. Everything's inside. Everything's inside. They're really playing on a smaller field. If the field is this wide, they're automatically condensing it to this. And then the defenders can lean inside even from there because that's the way they go. I agree, though. I don't think there are enough <coughs> crossing routes, which, you know, if well-timed and done well, A, get Marcus easy completions, get a guy a ball in his hands with an ability to turn and see and maybe go to that perimeter that people haven't had to account for uh, very much uh, yeah I mean this idea that you don't have they don't have receivers pushing downfield I don't really agree with the this team throws air yards I think Marcus averages like 8.8 air yards or something ridiculous the run after the catch has been bad yeah but they take they take their shots, and they're not dinking and dunking by any means. I think of all the criticisms of this offense, a lot of which are accurate, um, the idea that they don't push or they don't take their chances is, is miscast. Um, the ball for Corey Davis, the first one down the left sideline. I mean, it's a little bit late for Marcus. It's a little bit too much of an arc from Marcus. But it was right where Corey Davis's hands were. A defender beat him yeah. there, and his hands were in front of Davis's they ran a similar play a while later, not as deep. I think it was a 22-yard game. The throw was earlier. It was on a straighter line. Davis caught it, went out of bounds. I think it was a 22-yard game. It was similar play. Run after the catch is bad because they can't separate. I, separation is something we didn't touch on today when we were talking about speed. This is not a fast offense, not fast enough. Delaney Walker's a guy who stands out for his speed at his position group. Taewon Taylor does, but he can't get, Taylor to, the has right, speed. Can't get to the right spot. Yeah, I, I think he's hitting a, a little bit of a, not a little bit, a, a rookie wall at, at this point because I noticed several times this past Sunday, tough to get him lined up in the right spot. 
Marcus would continually, continuously motion him uh, across the field, especially in the hurry-up offense. I want to see more from him. And that's where uh, that plays into separation for sure. Yeah. Guys aren't running away from anybody. Uh, and some of the best work you see is kind of uh, after contact. Delaney will bounce off a guy, an initial tackler. Derek Henry gets to the perimeter and stiff arms a guy. Delaney likes to stiff arm too, though he says he's past the crown. Um, but that's an issue, certainly. They're just not getting away from people. Uh, and, and they need to get away from people. I also, I also like the way they started the game a couple of weeks ago, throwing the football, which then set up the run for later in the half. And, and the second half, the run set up the pass in that game against Indy. This past week, they come out after Arizona did not want the football to begin. They wanted their defense on the field. And played right into two straight runs set up a third and long. Taewon Taylor should have made that catch. If he makes the catch, he may score. We're talking about his speed. He's not ready for the football, but it was third and 12 by the time they even called his number. And not to put it all on Marcus, if he makes that catch, he might score. If Rashard Matthews yeah, turns right. the right way, he probably makes that catch. And if he doesn't score, he's inside the five. And all of a sudden, the offense has and you uh, can, two big plays. You can make the argument the best throw Marcus made all day was the incompletion on the, the third play of the game to Taewon Taylor. Yeah. That was a nice throw. Taylor just never turned to find it. Taylor's been a big disappointment. I know uh, some of you can't stand the idea that Harry Douglas would get chances ahead of him. But, and I, listen, I don't like Harry, D Harry Douglas on the field, but he's more reliable than Taylor at this at this stage. So I don't know. You can't say off one game they've abandoned the wide receiver screen. Uh, wide receiver said, screen. I wish someone said that early in the game they had some some nice routes to the outside. They did. They actually threw to Patrick Peterson's side. I was noticing that on the first couple of, of drives too? as well. Uh, Decker was involved early. He had a first down conversion. I think Davis may have as well. Um, yeah, the, I agree. They were throwing it early to the outside. Not much, but they did. Um, what's the weather, we think? It's got to be in the 70s, right? I think today's high was like 76. What's the temperature in average, Nashville? Average temperature is 66 here for this time of year. I hope you're wearing a coat in Nashville. <laughs> uh, you're saying, Taewon, uh Logan Gillespie saying, Taylor is showing the same growing pains Tajay Sharp did towards the end of the year last year. Well, Tajay struggled at the end of the year after being pretty good for a while. Taewon hasn't, you know, Taewon had a couple plays, but Taewon hasn't had any sustained success for a period of games like uh, Tajay did last year. And frankly, I didn't think they'd be missing Tajay Sharp, but Davis and Taylor have not brought what Tajay brought last year right out of the gate, which was that precision. And I'm frankly sick and tired of hearing about receivers not running crisp enough, precise enough routes. Yeah. Uh, and they drafted two guys who were supposed to be able to do it out of the gate who haven't. Missed practice time or not. Corey Davis has the physical stature to go out there if he runs the damn right route to, to be dominant. And he's, we're not seeing it. And that's the difference in the offense last year to this year. They're more talented this year offensively, but we haven't seen the production yet from the rookies. Spaz complaining about uh, the way they're using Johnny Smith. Listen. Any tight end pass you have, you throw to Delaney Walker if you have Delaney Walker. You only throw to Johnny Smith as a changeup. Yeah, but he's gone now. Honest. He's now gone four weeks without a catch. I think there was one target this week that uh, he did not catch. Uh, I mean, you got to throw it to him once in a while just to keep people honest. I do. But think they drafted him to block for a couple of years and ultimately replace Delaney. I don't. Not that. He said the B Hall says are we really more talented? Absolutely. I don't know how you can you can look at the offense last year and then make the additions that they made in the draft and not believe that. I understand, though, the question, and I think Chad raised it this week, you know, at some point as we've considered everything and we try to look at this from, from a 180 or 360 view, you have to say, like, well, 
maybe, maybe we overrated this team. Maybe we overrated the talent. I think he and I agree. Talent's pretty good. All right, the, gu the guards aren't that good. Right? They played over their heads last year. Uh, the tackles were very good. Lawan is excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, the receivers have a lot of talent. They haven't played to the talent. Delaney, who I was thinking six games into the year, maybe was dropping off a little bit because he wasn't finding the end zone, is every bit the same player and super talented. DeMarco's dropped off. Derek seems to be, you know, steadily getting better, but it's probably more like this than like this. Um, defense, I mean, the two cornerbacks have transformed the ability to contest passes. Bayard's certainly getting better. I think Cyprian's gradually gotten better since he's been He's been, been very good, I think, especially in, in the run support. That, exactly what they signed him to be. Wesley Woodyard's having the best year of his career, which is offsetting the failure of yeah. Avery Williamson, who's gotten a little bit better. Janu, uh, I mean, uh, Jayon, I think, has leveled off. But you're not seeing him do as much. Uh, Daquan was getting better. Austin Johnson, the jury's out. Casey's still disruptive. I, I would argue not not near what he did last year. Uh, outside linebacker, you know, Morgan's having a pretty good year. Arakpo's yep. come on. Uh, Walden's been a good 23 or 24 sacks in the last four weeks. They need a dynamic pass rusher still, for sure. That would be my my number one thing because it dictates so much and they need somebody to dictate that kind of stuff. But I think it's a talent, pretty talented roster. Yeah, I agree. And certainly in this division, I think it's uh, you, that's a good point, fast Talent baseline is fine, but you need some elite elements. What are the Titans great at? Delaney Walker's elite. I, I, I think Delaney Walker's elite. I think Taylor Lewan's elite and having an elite yeah. left tackle does a lot for you, but yeah, it's not a guy with the ball in his hands. Who else on this team? I think Wesley Woodyard has played elite football a lot this year. I think Kevin Byard could qualify as an elite player, but that's probably the you know the special teams guys, the, the kicker and punter. Are, and are, I mean, are if you uh, if you buy into Pro Football Focus, Odori Jackson has has lived up to expectation in coverage. If you if you follow the stats there, B. Hall says they need to consider moving on from Demarco in the offseason. So I, I think they'd want to do right by Demarco. He doesn't have any guaranteed money in 18. Uh, I'm not sure if he's under contract in 19 as well. So you have two years uh, left? No, I think it was a three-year contract. Okay. Um, so I don't disagree that maybe they need to move on from him, but I don't think you cut him after the season's over. I think you've got to wait to see what you do in the draft. Yeah. You can't move on from DeMarco Murray without having a second back to go with Derek Henry. So then maybe if the draft falls right and you wind up with the guy you want, then after that, and say, hey, DeMarco, we appreciate what you've done for us, but we're, we're moving on. I think uh, the element in the backfield you want to add is a change of pace. Yeah, the Kalfani Muhammad miss. That's the guy you want. You're going to have to spend more in a seventh-round pick to find that guy. Uh, I think Adore's been, He's been, been good. very good and steadily gotten better. And we've talked about that on the air. The defense has steadily gotten better. Since 57 points in uh, Houston, the defense has steadily gotten better. The offense has steadily gotten worse, at large, and that's the concerning thing. We talked a lot about a team being ready for November, December, peaking at the right time. This Sunday with no indication of peaking. Right, and that's the frustration from fans, and I understand it. You're, you're seeing a Jacksonville team that's doing the, the exact right things at the right time. And Bortles, a bad quarterback, is playing Very his good. best ball. Very, yeah, he's had his two best games of the year last two weeks. Somebody just said Titans bad at scouting backs and went, uh, you know, Sankey... Uh, Muhammad's a seventh-round pick. I mean, it, you're really hitting a home run if you yeah. if you hit that guy. The expectations shouldn't be high, and this is a new regime. So 
the backs that John Robinson has scouted are DeMarco Murray and, and Derrick Henry, and yes, Kalfani Muhammad, who's a seventh rounder you're taking a chance on. But he had nothing to do with Sankey or Cobb or, you know, Flewellen was around group. before he was here. Who do I pair with Derrick Henry? I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with what you said. I think the change of pace back is the third guy. I think uh, I've, I've come around on this idea of identity insurance. If they want to be a pounded football team and they work on guards and still want to pound it, then I think you need somebody else that's like Derrick Henry if you move on from Derek, uh, from DeMarco Murray. And then the third guy, you know, and maybe in some games, he's the second guy or he's featured more prominently. But if you just go Derrick Henry, if you go to the Thunder and Lightning that everybody seems to like and Thunder goes down, your identity, which they haven't done a good job, granted, establishing this year, but your identity's gone. That's why I came around last year on the idea of O.J. Howard, where I ultimately like Johnny Smith. That's identity insurance, because this is a tight end team, and you need tight ends beyond Delaney Walker in order to be a tight end team. And, uh, and we've seen him with some ankle problems. He hasn't missed any games, but if he does, you can still be it. Well, Garrett Blunt is old. I don't think they'll go old. Dictator. Everything you know, you they know do is like, going to lean towards younger. Um, I was thinking about this because John Robinson joined us about a month ago, and he went to the Tennessee LSU game, and everyone was thinking, "Oh, he's taking a look at Geis." What if he was actually looking at Kelly, could, running back yeah, in Tennessee? I mean, I, I mean, looking at everybody, but Kelly. But if you look Kelly at that, it, right? Yes, yeah, I think he does, and he would be kind of a middle round pick right now. I'm not saying automatically go to him because he's a ball. Uh, because he's in state, but I think it fits the mold of the type of back I think they need to pair with Henry long term. Spaz is asking this. Spaz is having a good periscope session. Am I confident? Is he the only one here? <laughs> <laughs> am I confident that Mariota has the personality to kind of challenge the coaches for what he needs? Uh, I, and I've said yes to this, but I'm going to modify my answer. I'm confident that when they do the Friday thing, when they're like, what did you really like this week? What do you want us to emphasize or put in the first 15? What don't you like and what maybe should be tossed? That open With that door open, that he's offering a candidate yeah. assessment. With the closed door, is he knocking on it and saying to Terry, listen, we got to do more perimeter stuff, and you've got to put in a couple rollouts for me, and we need to get away from these uh, what everybody's calling two-man rounds, which are actually three-man rounds. Do I think he's going in in a? He doesn't have to bang his fist on the table, but you get the, you get the the expression. You know, do I think he's doing that kind of thing? No, and frankly, uh, I understand him kind of not taking it on during the season. But if this is the staff going into next year, I think he'd be wise to come back in April, ready to do that, and ready to you know say, hey Mike, Mike, Terry, can we sit for a while and say. I want more stake in this offense. Quarterbacks around the league have it, and I want it and need it. Trust me, it's going to benefit all of us. Give me my 50%. You know, yeah, it's not 50%, I, yeah. but give me yeah. my percentage. My, give me my equity in this. Yeah, and I think, uh, at least I've noticed often, especially on play action, it's turn, turn back to the field, and he's looking for a spot. I thought... That's exactly what happened on the second interception. He was looking for a spot to Delaney. He was throwing that, yeah, throwing right. that route and that route only. Um, I'm not saying uh, I know the offense and I know the play calls, but I just from standing there and watching it, I thought that was a, a predetermined 
feature within that play that he was going to. I want options for him, you know, yeah. progressions, and and him to be able to to make that call in the moment. And he was doing more of that last year, not that call in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more plays where you saw him really, uh, and there were clips put out about him. Look at what he's doing to the safety with his eyes here. I don't feel like he's doing anything for the safety. With his I don't eyes know. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, you don't see, you know, Pete Prisco, who's very good eye manipulation. Yeah. Exactly. Pete Prisco's very good at watching quarterbacks, and he'll, uh, uh, you know, I've been a lot of games sitting next to Pete, and I go, his head didn't move. He didn't look anywhere but where he's well, looking. If you don't like see that helmet moving, in, in Pittsburgh, he stared that down. Stared from, down Corey from, Davis. From no, I mean, it was they, they knew where the ball was going. Spartacus is that Spartacus? Spartacus yeah. asked about drafting a quarterback for security. They got to have a better backup quarterback. If there's a veteran that they like that they can get, that'd be great because a rookie quarterback's not going to get the kind of time they want. But I think they'll be in a situation next year where you're calling on a, a raw, unproven guy if you need help from the market. It got to be done with Cass. Do I throw to triple covered Delaney or slow Decker? Isn't enough. I don't know. Swanky, got to type better. Yeah, it's kind of a one-on-one -on -one with Spaz Bite 41. More power to you, Chief. The guy's not working, clearly. I don't blame you. Are you a member, Spaz? You're a member, right? I don't want to give you too much attention if you're not a member. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater may be available. I'd take Teddy Bridgewater as a backup if, uh, if he checked out healthy. I don't imagine they're letting him go, though, because, listen, Case Keenum's been great this year, but you can't make the mistake if you're Minnesota that teams make once in a while when a quarterback plays way over his head and decides, hey, you know what, the Case Keenum we've seen over the last dozen games, that's the guy. And that guy that played the whole rest of his career, Isn't that guy? he's not that guy anymore. you got to be ready for him to return to being that guy, in which case you need Teddy Bridgewater or uh, what's what's the status of uh, Bradford? Bradford. Bradford on the contract, I don't know. You got to have two out of those three guys next year. One of them probably is hitting the road. Yeah. Uh, and I would take Bradford or uh, Bridgewater as as a backup in Tennessee for sure. That would be an upgrade. I don't know that you're doing much better than that. Keenum has been very, very good. Really good. And very maybe good. he's just a late blossomer who's going to be a good quarterback in the league. I'm a doubter. Uh, now, listen, most of you though who are incredibly reactive, right? Who think that Mariota now sucks? Who think that Carr now sucks? who think that Carson Wentz is the next Joe Montana, I need to see all of you stand up for Case Keenum, right? He's a Hall of Famer. If we're doing the yeah. what a guy is right now is what a guy will be forever, then Case Keenum is third, fourth best quarterback in the league. Who's better? Brady, Wentz, Breeze, Wentz healthy Rodgers. Yeah, then there's Case Keenum. That's and the then league. Case, he's fifth. So uh, that, I look forward to voting <laughs> for him. In the, I look forward to hearing from you about how I should vote for him. And the Hall of Fame. Who would present him with all the teams he's been on? <laughs> I, I would think, I mean, if he if he finishes out his career in Minnesota <laughs> and actually had a Hall of Fame uh, case, it would be a Minnesota guy. I know we've got a lot of young he's guys with contracts coming up the next couple of years. What about Carlos Hyde? Carlos, Carlos Hyde in his second contract? Yes, and he's been very up and down this year. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind Especially that. over the last month. Kian Fahey, we'd like to have on again. I, I'm reluctant to have him on right after the Titans stunk to come on and be critical of the Titans. I'd like to have him on. Uh, you know, if they go to if they go to San Francisco and do well, we'll have him on next week and we'll say compare and contrast the offense. He'll Listen, still be negative, but not yeah, as negative. Yeah, yeah. And the Titans won't won't have cause to say as soon as something went wrong, you went and got the guy who hates us and 
Paul, which is I, a fair complaint. I still feel like Paul is uh, was setting me up the day that I called him Sean. It's like, you know, it's, it's pronounced Sean. I was pretty sure it was pronounced Sean. It's funny, it's <laughs> Kean, and, uh, and now Simon's got a soccer teammate with that name. So now I really know. Uh, he's a big Mariota guy, very anti-malarkey. I think that's where a lot of people like him come down. Uh, it's not hard. Sankey should have been Hyde. Yeah, that's a terrible pick. Second round history of this team sucks, and that's through multiple regimes, including this one, frankly. I mean, Austin Johnson is okay, but he doesn't strike me as a second round player. We know Kevin Dodd is on the verge of being done. I think he'll be here for camp. Uh, because there's no reason really to cut him until he shows you one more time that he can't play. And Derrick Henry's good, but not not great to this stage. Maybe maybe he will be great. But if you've got three second-round picks, and that's the crop you come out with at this stage, what's that, C-minus? Hell, it's a D-plus. Yeah, and Austin Johnson has a big chance to to prove something here in the final month. They need him. They, they need him, especially in the run, the way Daquan was playing. Dude, so you want a 30 for 30 on the Titans drafts from 2010 <laughs> to 2015. Cleveland's are worse. Cleveland gets the 30 for 30. Here's the part where I step away to sneeze and Hutton takes control. Okay. Let it fire. <laughs> yeah. One I, uh, player. Ingested some uh, So I ingested some dust. Some so spark the, dust. The talk here is that during I'm sorry. I dropped my phone. During the uh, normal summer months there's not a lot of allergies here this is the place to live if you are like me and have terrible allergies a lot of people this time of year here in Arizona have a, a lot of nasal throat issues because they're they're like tilling up the the land where they I guess harvest cotton I didn't know that this was much of a cotton yeah. area but I drove through All some the of air that today, kind is of a carrying cloud everything that they've of dust they've and then in the if air. you're in my room where I open my backpack and open the spark there's a cloud of spark oh. dust that just set me <laughs> off I sneezed <laughs> I would about have loved 15 to have been there. times before uh, before things we both have dry hands as well I needed hand cream this morning it'll dry you out over here. Uh, we have been a real treat for you people uh, ask Hutton a few other things somebody said Sylvester Williams has been a big disappointment Yes. I think we agree on that. Somebody else asked another question about something I have a strong stance on that I, don't, I wanted to ask Hutton, but I forgot because the questions are going fast. Arizona is no longer an allergy zone free. Uh, oh, Davis because people have moved here. People moved here and don't treat. <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah well, so what's the spot now? Us. Yeah, where do you go now? Alaska? I, I bet allergies are low in Alaska. Kenny Britton. Did Kenny Britton sign today? Uh, where did he sign? He, Logan is saying that Kenny Britt may get a ring this year. I'm wondering if that means he's going to New England, which is something I suspect. I may have missed was New possible. England. Yeah. Wow. Here's my prediction. You want my prediction? Over under eight days. I'll take the under. What's today? Tuesday? The 12th. He'll be off the roster by a week from tomorrow. <laughs> was the police story worth the five minutes? Uh, No. No. I told oh, it too I, long, but it was funny that I, I heard it the night before, and it took him like two minutes to tell me the story. Yeah, uh, he got the better version. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't conscious of it being too long. I'm sorry. Once in a while, it happens. When you talk for 15 hours a week, once in a while, it happens. In this case, nine hours a week? I don't know what we're doing this week. We're bringing Less you. than Jack. Let the record show. <laughs> There's one radio station in Nashville that has people with the Titans in Arizona. That's right. One radio show in Nashville that has 
people with the Titans here in Arizona. One radio show in Nashville that has two-thirds of its show with the Titans in Arizona. You want to tell me there's something better out of Nashville, I'll tell you you're full of shit. I can swear that. San Diego, Sacramento, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, I could say. When is the polar plunge? Early February? That, that, that didn't answer the question. I just got a text from somebody asking me when the polar plunges, but the, the person is not watching the periscope. So Surprise, Rex wrote his hammering malarkey in the Tennessee. Wow. I thought that was an excellent column. Uh, Rex wrote's very good. By Rex wrote. I, I praised him. Somebody, somebody who's critical of him said, hey, you used the answer to Paul's question uh, on your column, and sound like a baby or whatever. I said, he did better work with the answer from my question than I did, and I thought it was a great comment. Yeah. It was a great comment. Uh, he also does a good job. He's got a lot to keep up with. I mean, he, he's been in the press box before where I've seen him dialed into a Belmont basketball game, you know, which somebody like me couldn't give a damn about. He's doing everything he can. Yeah, Hutton, don't swear. Don't worry. You're good. It's not... Uh, Never meet you your have, heroes. I don't have a boss... For this thing going on right now, he's here as a representative. Never, of the <laughs> never met PK in person. He's the exact same person on the radio as exactly. he is in person. This is it. Why is he still with that rag? Where, where would you propose to go? Where do you think the opportunities are in sports writing right now? Nowhere, nowhere. Unless you're starting one of these bad boys, and not everybody can do that. I wouldn't wish it on everybody. What will it take for a new head coach? I see one scenario, and maybe it's not a new head coach, maybe it's a new coordinator. I, I only see one scenario that this could happen. I think Amy's completely on board with Milwaukee. I think the only scenario is Robinson, after the season's over, whatever it is, going to Amy and saying, look, I feel like I, I have a great relationship with Mike. I'm very uncomfortable having this conversation. Mike has done a great job establishing the culture, getting people to buy in. But I think this is the ceiling for the offense under him. I think that we need somebody different calling plays for Marcus. I think we're on the verge of starting to waste some of what Marcus can do. And if Mike doesn't make drastic changes, which I don't envision him doing now, as entrenched as he is in what he does now in his third head coaching job, I think we need to make a change. He would have to sell Amy on making a change. I, I think he could make that approach. But look, if you make that approach and Amy says no, and Mike finds out you've made that approach, you've hurt your relationship with Mike, it's a very tricky situation. It's a, it's a fascinating conversation. And he it's might also, be getting I mean, an extension. Well, that that's the thing is how many coaches in the NFL have a lame duck contract? Where they go Virtually into, everybody going into their last season gets a one-year extension. extension. Well, yeah. At least a one-year extension. That's what we're great. Thank you. That's what uh, I think Marvin Lewis got. So they tag a year. Maybe Marvin Lewis is a true lame duck. There's um, somebody else that got the John Fox one year. Or no, it's Jim Caldwell. So they gave Jim right. Caldwell yeah. one additional year. Yeah. So he's under contract through 19. But I don't think they're on the hook for a lot of money or whatever. So they could effectively fire him after this year with him not having been a lame duck, uh, without being on the hook for a lot of money. Um, Look, how much does Amy's love of malarkey personally get offset by maybe her love of Mariota personally? And would Mariota or Mariota's representative say anything? Mariota and Robinson are the only two guys that can get something done there. I can't see either of them really challenging it. John is the best chance. But I think it's a huge mistake for, for and, and 
Chad was talking about this yesterday after I think we were off the air and he mentioned it again today. This idea that you're rooting against them because you want the coach fired is dumb. Yeah, um, and at eight and five, right? Yeah. You, you just, it's, I don't know. It's a very tricky situation. Again, though, I stick with, and tell me if you agree. It's a very big game with more, all the conversation we're having coming up in, in San Fran, too. I still think it's more likely he gets extended at least that one year yeah. than it is that he gets yeah. fired. I will be here for Periscopes as much as Paul will will want me, although tomorrow I'm out. Tomorrow we're going our separate ways. Uh, I've got a player guest who has not yet returned my texts, but committed last week who I will have Wednesday or um, Thursday. So we'll do You guys will enjoy it if he lands the guest. What we will do and is, uh, somebody suggested it yesterday in a uh, member Periscope, uh, so all you cheapies out there who have not become members, what we will do is uh, I'll interview the guest uh, publicly, and then I'll say, we're going to shut it down. We're going to go to members. Members get to ask questions. So, if you want to be in on asking questions, it's time for your uh, time for your thing. I'm not going to offer any hints on this, except I will tell you it's not Taylor Wall. No further hints. So this has been a brilliant performance by Jonathan Hutton in a, in a guest starring me. role. I appreciate it. Uh, Pickers Vodka makes all of these possible. <laughs> we thank the city of Scotts, Scottsdale? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Kern would be awesome. We I thank, hope it's Kern. We thank the city of Scottsdale. What's the name of our, our, our establishment? Old Town. Old Town. Is it on this coast? No. Old Town. Old Town. It's a very nice place if you're ever in Scottsdale. And where do we eat? I thought the food was good, not great. Remember. It was lunch <laughs> portions, and I wanted Old Town dinner. something. I wanted the dinner. The restaurant was Mission. Oh, the Mission. Mission at Old Town. The guac was it. very good, and you're going to see the play-by-play -play of the guac. We're not golfing. We don't have that kind of time, really. Uh, Greens fees, too. Skyrocket. 100 bills. I'd pay 100 bills to play golf. But what we're going to do $100, is take that 100 bills into the casino. And uh, That's where I'm staying. We might have a poll on to whether you think that we should bet red or black. But I'm playing some blackjack before we're out of here. We've done a good job resisting the casino to this point. Which enables yes. us to only inflict a certain degree Claire was of worried about that too. Once we get there. Teresa has no idea that we're anywhere near. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Uh, oh, can we? Uh, annoying. Yeah. Annoying says black. We, we want to do a poll, and at the end of the week. <laughs> Brandon says heading back to Nick's adult store. Yeah. That's I should have taken a picture. Location. I went by there again yesterday. At, at the end of the week, I think we should go with the, the highest re return on the poll. Yeah, Red or we'll black. We'll we have 24 hours. We could set that up tomorrow. Um, that was pretty good, though. I should have taken the player guest to the adult store where I <laughs> got pulled over. At what point did you realize where you pulled in? It, well, I mean, it looked like a shady place as I pulled in. It's a black wall with a white and black sign, very cheap. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, it looked like it could have been a prison. <laughs> if there were any barbed wire, it could be a prison. So, um, all right, that's all we got for you. We gave you everything we had, and now it's time to move on. And you people, too. But everybody needs to, uh, the audience hasn't been great. We understand that. It's early. But I want the viewership way up, 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 up. We'll tweet this out, and everybody needs to watch it. Send it to your friends. Sign up for memberships. Thousand points of light. Pickers Vodka. MDI Construction. Thank you. See ya. The Paul Kuharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. 
For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.